G'day. So today I want to talk about meditation. Now, I struggle with this word um, quite a bit, primarily because uh, it's mistaught. Um, you might be taught in a spinning world that by meditating and calming yourself down that you find peace, which is absolutely true, absolutely true. But that peace is temporary. You see, we aren't meant to be in peace. We're meant to be in peace and war. We're meant to be living at the border of support and challenge. That's the universal definition of love. You can read the Bible, the Quran, the Hindu teachings, the Mahabharata. All life exists at the border of chaos and order. So anybody who teaches you to find peace and calm yourself down from a day by meditating is offering you a panacea that actually doesn't work. Now, sitting with your legs crossed, with your eyes closed in front of a candle is profound. I love it. I do it. I celebrate that. I don't call it meditating. I call it cooling down or me time or quiet time or bliss time. But if I'm in a relationship if I'm near a beach, if I'm near a garden like I am right now, if I'm near a forest, I don't need to sit with a candle, <laughs> cross-legged, and isolation from reality. Um, the beauty and the love and the joy of being alive is meditation in itself. The original teachings of meditation, and this is important for me to say, were for the purpose of manifestation. So in um, the teachings of meditation, we're taught that we're born spiritual and we're here on this planet to manifest things. So let's go a step backwards and talk about creation. Billions and billions and billions of years ago, there was nothing. They call it the Big Bang. But nothing can come from nothing. That's impossible. So before nothing, there was something. That something turned into a universe and that universe turned into an earth and that earth is where you sit. So the question is, what's the process of going from nothing to something to an earth where you sit? And can we emulate that process? And are we mini-gods? Are we creators? Are we born here on this earth? To learn the process of meditation, which is actually the process of creation. In that process of creation, peace is not a topic. Peace is only a topic for a person who's not living in a good way. If we're working in a bad way, if we're rushing from pillar to post, if we're trying to get from A to Z as quickly as we can, if we're trying to get the kids off to school, if we're trying to get ourselves from one moment of life to the next without faltering and this is the package we call living then we will need to meditate because we will have big chunks of time on and obviously we need big chunks of time off but if we're living in a right way if we're living from our heart if we're living in a state of grace if we're living in a state of creation there's no need for this so-called withdrawal meditation because the pace of life is our set pace. And we can run at 100 mile an hour and still feel love. We can run at 100 mile an hour and still feel joy. 
we can run at 100 mile an hour and still feel peace and bliss and all these other words that are used to surround this concept of isolative meditative practice. In the practice of yoga there are eight limbs. Right thinking, right action are the first two. Before you even start doing asana, before you do pranayama and dhyana, correct work, and then near the end of the, of the seventh and the eighth limb, you start to come to meditation. So I want you to imagine how many people's body are really, really, really seriously ready for the meditation that they're being taught in kundalini yoga, for example, which is jump straight to a high level of meditation before the nervous system is ready for it. So I think, and I like to teach, that meditation is the practice of creation and meditation is the practice therefore of living. Creation was done like this and if you can imagine just for a moment to step away from any religious or um, preconceived ideas you have, let's imagine that the mind of God, the creator, is just a thought. There is no thinker, there's just a thought in outer space. That thought is pure, that thought is unconditional love, that thought is energy. And there is no form. It is a formless thought, a pure thought, full of vibration. Now you have those. So the creator, before the universe was in existence, was just a thought. And you, before anything comes into existence, before a person, before a lover, before a partner, before a building, before a house, before a car, before everything, you think it. And if that thought is a pure thought, you start from a place of love not a place of desperation or craving or uh, looking for pleasure or pain, you have a thought and that high thought is called in a sense your intent or your purpose or your meaning. The next step after a thought to bring that thought into form is a vision. A vision is a written statement of what you want to create and I've taken to the idea of writing those visions in a seven areas of life. The reason I've done that very deliberately is to avoid people becoming infatuated with one particular topic and forgetting the holistic nature of life. I do, however, in the creating of seven visions, align those visions with people's values. Oh, there was a light change then from the sun. Isn't that spectacular? <laughs> Whoa, I look different. So there's a light, ch uh, there is a uh, change of values. I'll move around so it looks a little bit uh, better. So that even though we have seven visions, they may be valued more or less than others. And it's not to suggest that one is more important. It's just a matter of how much time we spend on each one. I know a lot of people who say, I want a relationship. But at the end of the day, they've only got an hour a week to spend on their relationship. So that it's not that it's not important. It's very important. But they, it's not high on their value chain. And therefore, they don't give it time. So let's continue with this idea of manifestation. This is all meditation. What is the thought in my head I would love to bring to reality? What is the vision of that reality in seven areas of life and how they all link? What is the hierarchy, the prioritization of those, that vision in the seven levels of life? And therefore, what will I spend most time on? The next step is to chunk it down into more meaningful uh, bite-sized chunks and we call those things goals or we call those things outcomes. The next thing, and this is where we start to get into the metaphysics of it, 
is to visualize. Visualize. This is a very important. The soul thinks in pictures. So if we have an inspired dream, we want to create something, we need to be able to sit down and actually see it in the future. Now, this is not projection. This is not uh, a sense of, um, what's the word for it, uh, fantasization. What this is, is the ability to create a picture in your mind. The ability to create a picture in your mind of the future right now. So actually we become, it's called becoming present with the future. The next one is to be able to hear the future. We do that using a piano and training our brain to be able to recall musical notes. And this is picking up the vibration or the sounds and the, the senses of the future. So we become present now with the future. The next one is to be sensory attached to the future, to feel what will happen, to feel the future, to feel the vision. So we're going through the sensory attunement to the future in the present. And this is the definition of meditation. We write it down. We write these uh, thoughts down on paper and that those thoughts written on paper become form. We start to be grateful and gratitude is the energy of creation. So to bring things to form, we need to be grateful for what we've got, be grateful for where we've been and be grateful for the past. That's the energy of manifestation. So the whole process that we teach is not just to meditate for peace or meditate for love or meditate to feel good because that is a badly lived life. If you go to work and go, I can't wait to meditate tonight to feel peaceful, you're working badly. And there's no apology for that. If you're working badly and you can't change it and you say that's a fix, that's got nothing to do with me, it's because of the market or because of this or because of that, then I guess meditation might be an appropriate uh, antidote. But I think a more evolved approach would be to work better. Work in a way that you are meditating while you work. I'm all for making more moments of grace in life. I think every, every, every breath we take, every opportunity we have to smile and to look into the eyes of someone we love, to feel their heartbeat, every moment we get to give to others, whether it's the bus driver or the coffee shop, every moment is a moment, an opportunity to live with grace, and that's meditation. And manifestation is what we're learning when we sit down and cross our legs in front of a candle and learn a practice. This is Chris. Have a great day. Bye for now.